0: Welcome to Falun Gong News, direct from China and around the world, from the Minghui website. Topics include news about the persecution of Falun Gong in China, local events, and special items of interest. Now for this week's stories.
1: Western Australia Falun Gong practitioners give inspiring performance in Christmas Parade. Falun Gong practitioners took part in the Ellenbrook Christmas Parade and Festival in Perth on December 10th. The Grand Parade kicked off in the evening and spectators clapped, cheered, took photos, and made video recordings all along the parade route. Practitioners set up an information booth during the festival, and demonstrated the five exercises to introduce the mind-body practice. They also took part in the live performances with a joyous and energetic waist drum dance. Event-goers Desiree and Josie watched practitioners demonstrate the exercises. Desiree said, The booth looks great, the exercises lift people's hearts, and the sitting meditation looks natural. We can feel the energy coming from the meditation. That's what drew us here and made us stop in our tracks. It was the first time they had heard of Falun Gong. They were astonished to learn about the Chinese Communist Party's persecution of practitioners in China and signed the petition to call for an end to the human rights atrocities. Parade watchers Alec Handa and his son Arev loved the principles promoted by Falun Gong, truthfulness, compassion, and forbearance. Alex said that the Falun Gong group had a massive, positive energy as they marched past. Rhonda Bowman was delighted by the Falun Gong practitioners on the parade. Impressed by the bright yellow color of their outfits, she took many photos. Her daughter, Hannah, said that she liked the dragon very much. Rhonda loved the dragon too, but she especially favored the celestial maidens holding lotus flowers. She said, the principles of truthfulness, compassion, and forbearance that Falun Gong teaches are so important because this is what today's society lacks. Tara Edgelow said that she often comes to this Christmas parade and was delighted that Falun Gong participated. She particularly liked the waist drum performance. She commented, They are so free-spirited and joyful. This is good for people's mental health.
0: Canada Parliament unanimously passes bill to combat live organ harvesting. The Canadian House of Commons unanimously passed Bill S-223 to amend the Criminal Code and the Immigration and Refugee Protection Act on December 14. The bill is considered to be an important legal basis for Canada's crackdown on forced live organ harvesting. Bill S-223 was originally sponsored by Senator Salma Atulajan. The bill proposes to strengthen Canada's regulation of human organ trafficking by amending the criminal code to create new offenses against trafficking in human organs and expand extraterritorial jurisdiction for the new offense. The bill also seeks to amend the Immigration and Refugee Protection Act to prohibit permanent residents or foreign nationals from entering Canada if they engage in organ removal and trafficking without informed consent. Senator Salma Atulijan, who attended the reception after passage of the bill, said that passage of S-223 was a great day to celebrate. She added, This legislation is long overdue, and I'm glad we finally succeeded. MP Arnold Veerson said he presented hundreds of petitions in the House of Commons calling for an end of the forced organ harvesting in China and for the federal government to do something about it. Veersen also commended Falun Gong practitioners from all over Canada for their excellent work in bringing these issues to the attention of all MPs and calling on the Chinese Communist Party, also known as the CCP, to end the live organ harvesting. MP Michael Chong said, Canada needs to take a stronger approach against authoritarian regimes while standing up for democracy and the rule of law. He said that after the fall of the Berlin Wall, the approach to deepen and widen ties with authoritarian regimes through trade and investment taken by Western democracies was wrong-headed. Members of the Canadian Parliament generally believe that Bill S S223, is a response to the proliferation of illegal organ trafficking around the world and evidence of the CCP's large-scale organ harvesting from living prisoners of conscience. Member of Parliament Garnett Ginews, MP, said that Falun Gong practitioners have been targeted by the CCP for organ harvesting for decades. Now, more and more Uyghurs are also being targeted as a part of the state-guided and state-controlled system. Liberal MP Samir Zubiri, the second sponsor of the bill, described the crime of live organ harvesting as outrageous. He thanked human rights lawyers David Mattis and late former Secretary of State for Asia-Pacific David Kilgore for their work. Since the CCP's secret large-scale harvesting of organs from living Falun Gong practitioners was exposed in 2006, Kilgore and Mattis have jointly investigated, written a report outlining their findings, and published the book Bloody Harvest. M.P. Guineuse delivered remarks on the bill passage in the reception on Parliament Hill. He pointed out that Bill S S223 is special because it is an extraterritorial application of criminal law. He elaborated, That is us saying, in our criminal code, we are prepared to prosecute crimes that are committed by Canadians beyond our borders.
1: Taichan Taiwan International Poster Exhibition Exposes and Condemns forced organ harvesting in China. The 2022 poster exhibition on stopping the Chinese Communist Party's live organ harvesting opened at the UY Art Gallery in Taichung City on December 10th. The exhibition began on Human Rights Day and will run for one month. According to Dr. Huang Qianchenfeng, of the Taiwan Association for International Care of Organ Transplantation, the exhibition is an international one. It is being held simultaneously in Taiwan, Japan, and South Korea. He hopes that by displaying the winners of the 2020 poster contest protesting forced organ harvesting, more people will pay attention to the CCP's atrocities and help end the crimes. Dr. Huang said, according to various investigations and evidence, the victims of the CCP's live organ harvesting include Falun Gong practitioners, Uyghurs, Buddhists, and Christians. The majority are Falun Gong practitioners. The purpose of this exhibition is to let more people learn about the live organ harvesting through the artists' creations. It is hoped that That in the near future, organ harvesting, which renowned human rights lawyer David Mattis has called an unprecedented evil on the planet, will be stopped. He said that it was important for people to truly recognize the CCP's evil nature. It's especially important for young people to have the ability to judge. He hopes that more people will spread the news. A couple went to the reception together and said that they had heard about the CCP's atrocities many years ago, they used social media to let more people know about the exhibition, hoping to rally even more support for ending the CCP's crime of forced organ harvesting.
0: Sydney, Australia Rally on the International Human Rights Day Condemning the CCP for its Oppression of Humanity The Australian and New Zealand Alliance of Victims of the Chinese Communist Regime held a rally at the Sydney Town Hall Square to commemorate the 74th anniversary of International Human Rights Day on December 10, 2022. The rally condemned the Chinese Communist Party, CCP's, Human rights abuses, and urged the international community to help stop the CCP's persecution of innocent people. Falandafa practitioners were invited to attend. Australian Falun Dafa Association spokesperson John Deller spoke at the rally. Over the past 23 years, millions of Falun Gong practitioners in China have been detained, jailed in forced labor camps, and tortured in order to make them renounce their beliefs. Then doctors became killers, and the moral level in China dropped to a new low. The organs of living Falun Gong practitioners were harvested and sold for profit, and tens of thousands of Falun Gong practitioners disappeared. Deller called on people from all walks of life to oppose the CCP's persecution of Falun Gong. Sophie York, a successful lawyer and lecturer of law at the University of Sydney, is a long-term supporter of Falun Gong who believes that everyone should stand up for human rights. York thanked Falun Gong practitioners for awakening people's conscience over the years. She observed that the doctrine of Chinese communism did not stop in China. The attorney said, It's almost like a poison that has infected the whole world, and we've seen the CCP's approach being adopted uniformly in Australia. She then shared, It's darkest before the dawn, indicating that she sees the world as moving towards the light. Chen Yonglin, former diplomat who worked at the Chinese consulate in Sydney, spoke at the rally. He said, Jiang Zemin, the chief culprit of the persecution of Falun Gong, has died. This is a major event worthy of our celebration. However, the Communist Party has not stopped persecuting Falun Gong. Freedom of speech and freedom of belief in China can only be achieved when the CCP is removed from power.
1: Switzerland, human rights organization submits petition calling on the government to stop the Chinese Communist Party's persecution. The Swiss branch of the International Society for Human Rights, ISHR, along with Falun Gong practitioners, submitted more than 8,000 signatures to the Swiss federal government on December 8th as Human Rights Day approached. The petition asked the Swiss government to publicly condemn the Chinese Communist Party's organ harvesting from living Falun Gong practitioners and to take action to end the CCP's persecution of Falun Gong. ISHR cited the verdict report of the 2020 China Tribunal. The investigation found that although it is still unclear How many Chinese people have lost their lives from the CCP's murder for organs? It has clearly been going on for more than 20 years. Falun Gong practitioners have been the main victims. The body of evidence against the Chinese Communist Party is compelling. Frank Moser, a Falun Gong practitioner who accompanied the ISHR in submitting the signatures, said that he has noticed that more and more politicians and professionals have realized that the organ harvesting really exists. He said the communist regime's persecution of Falun Gong reminded him of the public's reaction to the Nazi concentration camps. When people learned about the existence of the concentration camps, they found it hard to believe, unimaginable, and no one could have fathomed the extent of the crimes. The real situation was not known until after the fall of the Nazis, but by then, it was too late to save the lives of those who'd been persecuted. Beatrice Mettler signed the petition after coming across the Falun Gong practitioners' signature drive activities on November 26th. She said that the CCP's crimes should be made public, the Swiss government should take action so that people cannot ignore it. Christoph Rothelli is a nurse in an intensive care unit. He said that the CCP's persecution of Falun Gong practitioners, especially its organ harvesting, is a massive evil. By signing the petition, he said he wanted to tell the Swiss federal government, I oppose the persecution and hope that the persecution can be stopped.
0: Houston, Texas Falun Dafa Welcomed in Pearland's Homecoming Christmas Parade Falun Dafa practitioners took part in Pearland's 40th Homecoming Christmas Parade on December 3rd This annual celebration in the Houston suburb has close to 100 community groups participating It attracted over 10,000 spectators several practitioners perched on the float dressed in traditional chinese costumes they demonstrated the falandafa exercises truth clarification banners as well as a large facsimile of juan falun the main book of the practice's teachings encouraged parade goers to want to learn more spectators greeted practitioners with warm applause and cheers some called out wonderful or so peaceful." A family of three generations was excited to see practitioners at the parade. A couple from Houston said the practitioners' float was beautiful and they wanted to learn more about Falun Dafa. A gentleman by the name of Totrek told a practitioner that he found out about Falun Dafa and the persecution while browsing on the internet. He agreed it's important for people to know that the CCP is persecuting the practice. After he discovered the extent of the persecution, he found the falandafa.org website and learned the exercises from the online videos. Totrek was thrilled to see practitioners in the parade. He said that he immediately felt strong energy. While talking with practitioners, he shared that he plans to attend an upcoming nine-day workshop in January.
1: Toronto, Canada, Christmas Festival attendees learn about Falun Dafa. The Glow Christmas Light Festival and Market is the largest indoor light show in Ontario, Canada. The event is running from November 30th to December 31st this year, with Falun Dafa practitioners taking part. The theme of this year's Christmas Light Show is Around the World. The organizers, Used more than one million small lights to showcase famous scenic spots and cultures. The light show depicts scenes of China, India, France, Mexico, England, and the Netherlands in an artistic way. Boresh and Latha Bandifaker sell handcrafted jewelry at the show. During a break, one day, the husband passed by the Falun Dafa booth and noticed a demonstration of the second exercise, and his interest was piqued. He then learned the five sets of exercises on the spot. He was surprised that pain from his sports injuries disappeared. He said, while practicing Falun Dafa, I felt surrounded by a positive energy field, and my whole body felt wonderful. From now on, I want to practice the exercises every morning. During the pandemic, Beresh's wife, Lafa experienced the pain of her mother's death, which led to her severe weight loss. A practitioner shared her own experience and said that she was diagnosed with an advanced brain tumor. After she practiced Falun Dafa for three months, she went to a hospital for a re-examination, which showed that her tumor was gone. The cancer was resolved through practicing Falun Dafa. Latha was excited after hearing this. She said that this was the first time she talked to a practitioner who experienced miracles. A practitioner taught the woman the first three exercises. Because she had to take care of the booth, Latha had to leave, but said that she would continue to learn the exercises. Astrid, a French woman, learned the Dafa exercises and said she felt relaxed and refreshed. She also read the information on the poster and said she would read Juan Fallon. Event-goer Regine said, I've seen Falun Dafa parades and rallies in Chinatown, but I don't know much about it. She was curious and asked many questions, including why Falun Dafa was banned in China. After the practitioner answered her questions, she suddenly said, It seems that Falun Dafa generates energy— when one improves one's morality. I am a traditional Chinese medicine acupuncturist, and I know that Qigong can make the veins run to evolve energy. Regine learned all five exercises and said she felt peaceful. A practitioner told her that she could visit the Falun Dafa website and read Dafa books, and there was also a video of Mr. Li Hongzhi's nine-day lectures on the website. The acupuncturist said that she would look online and wanted her husband and daughter to learn about the practice too.
0: Taiwan. Practitioners reflect on their cultivation experiences and wish Master Happy New Year. Falun Dafa practitioners gathered at Taoyuan Hakka Culture Park on December 11th, to reflect on and discuss their cultivation experiences. Practitioners often share their experiences in order to learn from one another and improve. They also gathered to wish Falun Dafa's founder, Master Li Hongzhi, a Happy New Year. In 2004, Ms. Chiang Cui Yu sustained major injuries, including severe anxiety as a result of being hit by a car. She went to the hospital twice a week and had to take a handful of pills every day. On one of her morning walks, she noticed a group of Falun Dafa practitioners doing the exercises. A practitioner told her that Falun Dafa can help resolve illnesses. She began going to the practice site to do the exercises and started to read the teachings. Three days later, she stopped taking her pills and hasn't needed them since. Even after routinely working in her family's wholesale clothing business, from 9am to 9pm, she is illness-free. She attributes her good health to practicing Falun Dafa. Her family was also spared what could have been a disastrous fire. For these reasons and more, she wants to express her gratitude for Master Li's protection. She tells her customers about Dafa and asks them to remember Falandafa is good, truthfulness, compassion, forbearance is good. Miss Lu Sui Lan attended the nine day introductory Falandafa workshop and began cultivation in two thousand nine. She said that the most positive change she has experienced is that of doing everything based on the principles of truthfulness, compassion, and forbearance. Miss Lu used to worry about bad things happening to family members and spent a lot of time and money consulting fortune-tellers. The practitioner now understands that everything happens for a reason and learned how to let go. She now treats everything with a peaceful mindset and the principles of Falun Dafa guide her. Another practitioner in the group, Miss Wu Shuyuan, originally became interested in learning the Falun Dafa exercises to help her father when he was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. She knew that practicing Falun Dafa helped resolve some people's illnesses. The daughter decided to learn the practice first and teach it to her father. She found someone who could teach her the exercises. The practitioner reminded her that Falun Dafa was about cultivating oneself, not just doing the exercises. Miss Wu then read the practice's main book, Zhuan Falun, and realized it was a treasure. After reading it through several times, she found that many of her lifelong questions were answered. The woman became a steadfast practitioner. Her health and character improved. Now when she encounters conflicts, she looks for her own shortcomings. She treats everything that happens to her as an opportunity to improve her character. And wants to be a person who follows the principles of truthfulness, compassion, and forbearance. Miss Wu has now read Juan Falun many times, and the book continuously deepens her understanding. She realized that Falandafa offers boundless and profound insight into life. She said that no words can adequately express her gratitude for the opportunity to practice, and added, Falandafa is truly wonderful.